Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one, I guess. We, we had another episode, but we don't talk about the other episode because things happened that were beyond our control. <laughs> um, today... We're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies, animated movies, uh, movie one of the Berserk Golden Age arc trilogy um, titled The Egg of the King. I've seen it quite a few times. Kyle is seeing it for the first time. Um, so I guess before we really get into, into it, do you have any preliminary thoughts about this, Kyle? Um, so only thing that I will say is I most likely watched like, um, a very slightly different version than you, because really? I am a fan of dubs and not subs. Oh, I watched the dub too. You watched uh, the dub? Okay. Okay. There are, I, I, I flip flop on dub and sub. It's, it's going to make me a pariah in the anime community. Once this is released. Honestly, like I went, uh, coming into this, I was like, He's just probably going to hate that I watched the dub version. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not some sort of anime purist. Some things are better on dubs. Some things are better with subs. Um, like Dragon Ball Z, way better dubbed. I'm sorry, just way better dubbed. I don't need Grandma Goku. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. But yeah, so so we yeah. both wa- we both watched the dubs. Oh well, and great. Um, so I came away really enjoying it um it was my first viewing great movie it was um the right amount of gory and violent the story was solid i i liked all of the main characters pretty much um but yeah the only complaint i had was with some bits of animation but yeah so that the, the, the story was solid as hell so so uh, this movie series is based on the Berserk manga, um, which has been going on for, God, I want to say like two decades now. It's been a long time. Um, unfortunately, the original creator has since passed away. So the future of the manga is kind of up in the air. Um, however, it's just, it's a cornerstone, in my opinion, of the anime community and the manga community. Um, and this story is technically a prequel because this is not where the manga starts but that's not really important when you watch the movie um the movie you know starting middle and end even though it's a trilogy of movies they i it it tells a single story very effectively i think 100 Um, i I came in knowing absolutely nothing and I, i i came out enjoying it there was there were certainly some things that i uh I question, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I and I think that's a hallmark of of good storytelling. I mean, I'm, I won't claim to be you know an expert or even that knowledgeable about what good storytelling is, but I think if you can go into a movie that you know nothing about and be able to follow along, it's good. And then if you're coming out of it with some questions, as long as those questions aren't like, "Well, that's stupid. Why would they do that?" Um, it, 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 it's a good bit of like mystery that might bring you in for more because there's the the tease that some of those questions might be answered later. Totally, totally. And it it uh, it's definitely a, a self-contained story. It, 
yeah. it, it draws you into what's happening right in that moment. And you, mm-hmm. you'll need to worry about what's going to happen to the main character. His name is Guts. Um, you'll need to worry about what, what happened to him before or after, really. All you need to know is that he's angsty and he's a really good fighter. Yeah, yeah, because because if you if you read the manga, you get a lot of backstory. And for the casual viewer, I think a lot of the backstory would turn people off of watching this kind of movie because it's it's a dark fantasy um and it really takes the dark you know notes (laughs) to heart this in my opinion is the lightest of the three movies um and i I won't go into the backstory of the character because that's not the that's not our purpose here um if if you are you know you watch this movie and someone is interested in the story i you know, go read the manga. There's a lot of it. So if you're looking for something to read for a while, this is something you can read. Just be aware both before you read the manga and before you watch this, um, these series of movies that these are very mature in nature. Um, yes, for sure. Um, you know, uh, content warning for sure going into yeah. watching these films. Which is, which, which I think transitions into the first thing I, I wanted to touch on uh, in today's episode is that I feel like people have this connotation that all, um, you know, animated movies, be they cartoons, 3D, whatever, however you want to describe it, they're only for kids. And that is just blatantly (laughs) false. Because if you're watching, if you're a kid and you're watching this, like your parents have some issues. Yeah. Um, Your parents just are not monitoring anything you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's definitely geared towards more of an adult audience and I, it's okay. And I, I hate that, that, that all cartoons get that, that rap that, you know, they're only for babies. Um, I mean, this one, first five minutes of the film, a dude gets chopped in half, in half. Like, you know, he halfway gets chopped in half. So he's just like pouring out blood. First this, five it, minutes. It, it's very over the top, you know what I mean? But on purpose it's not grotesque to the point of it's like a you know a, a gross out gory movie it's it's yeah, supposed it's, to make sense but at the same time it's a fantasy um it has great great fight scenes um that so there's some that are like much more choreographed than others um yeah. so the, something that i wanted to, to touch on was the first yeah. fight scene where the dude gets you know halfway cut in half um our main character, our, our, our boy Guts, just comes out swinging over and over and over again using, like, if this was a video game, he was just pressing B over and over again <laughs> yeah. on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, I mean, what if someone hasn't watched this movie or doesn't know the character at all, we have to say that Guts, um, he's, you know, he's a big muscular, you know, muscular guy, but the weapon he's using is like, a six foot like gigantic sword that doesn't make sense um it there's no way anyone reasonably could you know use that for any more than like one swing and they'd be like okay i love that uh i think casca points out points that out at one point she's like what's up with that sword like who would use that (laughs) i just want to I just want to interject real quick. My favorite part about these recordings is watching Fran frantically try to like <laughs> navigate in the background. It, I love it so much. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> she, she just like military crawls. <laughs> <I know. laughs> but um, 
Yeah, no, the fight scenes, some of them are great. Some of them need some work. And I don't think that's a, I don't think that's really an issue of like storytelling. Not at all. Problem I, that, I think it's a money issue. Yeah. In the, it's a my, budget issue. My main complaint is most likely a budget issue as well. Because so like all the main action and scenes are beautiful the, in the backgrounds. Uh, the, yeah. the scenery is usually gorgeous. But the background animations are always like majorly sus you know it is yeah. suspect that's a good way hell. to say it yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's this weird trend that um it, i think it, i don't know if it started with anime and then transitioned into western cartoons later or if it was kind of like all happened at the same time but it's this weird mix of traditional or you know, it's not really traditional 2D animation because I'm pretty sure it's also all of it's actually computer generated. No one's actually drawing cartoons. By yeah, it seemed that way. But then when things have to like get more fast paced or maybe more intense, the art style transitions into a 3D animation, which it's, it's very noticeable if you're paying attention. Yeah. If you're just watching it for the first time, not knowing that it's going to happen, you might not really catch it. I mean, you'll see it and you'll, you'll, you'll know something's off, um, but it's not jarring. It's not necessarily jarring. It's just not as good. And unfortunately, I'm almost positive that that's a, that's a, a budgetary issue and they just don't want to spend all these resources animating all these you know individual frame-by-frame frame things when this is just like an action scene and you know even though it's cool it doesn't really progress the plot necessarily all the time yeah and they they put the money and they make the the action scenes that are like have have importance they yeah. look great <laughs> yeah they 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 you can really tell that they knew where they needed to spend the money um and i, I mean i don't know what the budget for this movie was um from what i understand it grossed um uh, i think like 1.3 million or something which is not i mean not bad for a for an animated movie that wasn't as far as i know didn't have like a theatrical release yeah um, pretty good I, I you know things like marvel and these big box office have really skewed what necessarily has to be a um a successful box office run things don't have to break a billion dollars to be successful 100 uh there are plenty of movies that come nowhere near to that that are uh, yeah. much better than anything Marvel has ever come close to. Yeah, like I, yeah, I, no, I, an animated movie that I I'll probably mention many times more throughout this podcast, but it's one of my favorites, The Iron Giant. Love The Iron Giant, great. Just it's a perfect film. Me and you went to go watch the re-release <laughs> yeah. that added like what I think like fifty-five seconds of extra content. It was About. amazing. It, yeah <laughs> totally worth it <laughs> it was no it totally was worth it i had a great time with that viewing and i'd already seen that movie like 10 15 times at that point same and i uh i have the copy um on my dvd shelf that has the extended the the extended dream footage such a small edition <laughs> that adds so much um i mean and the movie's the movie's great regardless i mean well i think we should do an episode on the iron giant later we should. just because there's a lot of themes in it but like it's one of those movies that it's a self-contained movie even without that little addition but just that little addition really changes could, the story 
we could honestly just have like a, a Brad Bird arc. Yeah. <laughs> talking about like maybe a little bit of his run on The Simpsons and then uh, t- talk about Ratatouille and Incredibles. We don't talk about Ratatouille in this house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to... We're getting back to it. Um, the, the story pretty much is just like this incredibly strong mercenary um he enters at a battle yeah at the siege of the castle yeah he enters he enters a siege and it it starts um kind of in media res the the siege is already going on um we don't technically we don't at this point know who the good guys are or the bad guys are but as you progress in the story it kind of becomes pretty clear that there's no such thing in this universe um our main character guts is just a mercenary fighting along the lines and it it devolves into one of those kind of cliches i will admit of well now the the two main champions of the two armies are are squaring off and whoever wins that's how they're going to decide the battle um yeah and they they legitimately form a circle and like they like it, like it back in high school it's just like a, a schoolyard fight but whoever wins takes it all yeah and spoilers guts wins um <laughs> it would be a pretty short story arc if if he lost to uh i think his name is bazuzo bazuzo um, yeah <laughs> who who is just this big guy i i i don't think you're you're big on dark souls but he's bazuzo is the um the reference that's being made every time you see uh, the onion knight armor in Dark Souls, the big fat armor. Mm. Um, so that's where that comes from. And so there's just a lot of references in this that are that are taken up later in other media. But um, that happens, and then Guts gets both ambushed and subsequently recruited into a separate mercenary band. He is kidnapped. Yeah. And and uh stabbed very close to the heart it looks like and then they they take care of him and he's like but i don't want to be kidnapped yeah (laughs) um there's a lot there's a lot of that classic of like well you should be like happy that we didn't kill you but like bitch like (laughs) yeah and uh i I think i think guts has the right mind about most of the situations um Mm -hmm. everyone else around guts is making these very strange decisions i feel like it's it's um, a weird it's a weird story because it's um it's set in like this medieval this kind of fantasy medieval setting there's not really that much fantasy at this point but everyone else is like honor and nobility and all that other stuff and guts is just very much an everyman who's just like i'm just trying to get paid so i can eat yeah he's like i don't want to die and that's about it yeah it's like you guys you guys <laughs> literally kidnapped me attacked me and stabbed me i'm not joining um and then it's griffith but then he he meets griffith this uh platinum who who did nothing wrong he did he did many many wrong things <laughs> he, a, done, he seems he has done many wrong things and they're definitely setting him up to be uh the ultimate villain of the story you don't like. know that you don't know that you haven't watched <laughs> the other movies you don't know that yeah but there's so many <laughs> it's references clear. it's very clear yeah. throughout the first film that's like okay so this it's um pretty much Griffith sees him fight, sees Guts fight, and is like, I gotta have him. Gotta be yeah. he's gotta be my best friend. And they have their initial duel, and Griffith does a crazy flip and lands 
on lands on, on Guts's six foot sword, and then the fight's over and they become best friends. Um, and then you fast you fast forward many years and they're just they've been friends for many years now and uh, they're they go around like helping other armies because they're just a yeah. band of mercenaries. Yeah, they're just a, they're just a very successful mercenary band. There's a there's an ongoing so there's a there's like a background story of this whole thing of an ongoing war um, between the kingdoms of Midland and Tudor, um, but that not, honestly not important, not important. This the that's all kind of just background to set the stage for the internal struggles within the mercenary band that's called in the in the anime it's called the Band of the Hawk. I believe in the manga, if I remember correctly, it's the Band of the Falcon. Um, it's a I don't I don't know why they changed it. It's uh, I don't really it's stupid. predator birds. Yeah, well I think I think in the Japanese like the Japanese translates to either, but just can, can keep it consistent, but whatever. So that they're you know they're a mercenary band that is just selling their services to basically the highest bidder because Griffith, even though he's the leader of a very successful mercenary band, has this overarching like goal and dream. He wants to be a king and live in a big castle one day, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, he's he's got am, ambition is obviously going to be his his ultimate downfall. It seems from a matter of perspective, maybe this is a, this is the story all about perspective. But I'm, and in the in the first movie, it's very clear that everyone's kind of a shit. No yeah. one's really a good guy. Even guts, who's our main character, not really a good guy i mean he's a better guy than most but at the end of the day he's a ruthless mercenary yeah i mean so there's there's a whole scene where uh where griffith tells his, his uh best buddy guts that he has to go assassinate a uh a prince right or a duke yeah uh he's a he i think he's like a he's, no, he's a, a nobleman he's a nobleman who's like the general of the army um I forget exactly what his real role is, but he he acts in a general capacity. Yeah, so he he goes to assassinate this guy in in his castle, very mm-hmm. successful, very dead, and then as, successful as he's escaping, he like turns a corner and there's a person, and he's like, "Oh, I was told leave no witnesses," stabs this person immediately. Person happens to be a, like a twelve year old princeling. It's the general's son um, <laughs> who's who's literally had like the worst life. His dad is always mean to him. He's had nothing going up. And I think it's important to mention that the general that Griffith orders Guts to assassinate works for the same king that the Band of the Hawk currently works for. The assassination is because the general is jealous of Griffith and wants to kill him. So it's kind of a revenge. It's it. It's not necessarily just like a, a random killing. It's it's a revenge killing, but unfortunately, guts kills a, a like twelve year old, like a twelve year old boy, <laughs> and it's not a quick death. Um, oh, he has he has times to say some words before he dies. He, he's it, it's a it's a very troubling scene, <laughs> both for the audience as well as guts himself, um, who's who's. You know, looking in this at this child's eyes as he's slowly, slowly bleeding to death. Yeah, and he's just like clearly in shock after that, and he's just wandering around covered in blood. Like he's like, I have to talk to Griffith. He's he's very scarred. Like you can tell that he's he's just messed up. And um, 
basically that's kind of where the the story ends right that's basically where the story ends is uh oh and somewhere i somewhere in there there is a line um there are two two things i want to talk about there's a line that like was the very clear tip off of uh what's going to be happening where yeah um where griffith is just like you know i wonder what it will be like the next time i fight um guts Mm -hmm. or who will win next time we fight i'm just like okay so they're gonna fight again (laughs) and it's gonna be a more epic fight because guts probably won't be injured maybe uh that's all i'll say all you'll say that's uh, like i said uh i'm assuming since you said you liked it i'm assuming you'll finish the trilogy yeah um remember this is only one arc in a in a manga that's been stretching for years now so yeah i'm not i'm not gonna dive deep for a long long story um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to dive too deep into the, the back lore, but I, uh, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this self-contained story. And then the, the second thing I wanted to bring up is mm-hmm. Nosferatu Zod. Yeah, I was just about to say we, we completely glossed <laughs> yeah. this, yeah. this character who has both <laughs> the stupidest and the greatest name I've ever heard. Nosferatu yeah. Zod. <laughs> The, when they first said, oh, it must be Nosferatu to that, I was like, excuse me? They say it so <laughs> casually. Just so casually. And like everyone else, I mean, people kind of have like weird-ish names, but like they fit like Guts, Griffith, Casca, um, Charlotte. One, There's a person named Charlotte, and then you also have, oh, by the way, Nosferatu Zod. Yeah, a, a vampire Kryptonian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's this giant ogre that they that they just randomly fight, who then turns into this this weird like minotaur minotaur guy, uh, very cheesily animated monster. That's where the budget. <laughs> that's where the budget started dipping. That's where yeah. the budget definitely started dipping. Um, but they're like, but we gotta have Nosferatu Zod. There's no movie without Nosferatu Zod. <laughs> he's it's like George Lucas with Jar Jar Banks. It, he's it all connects back to Nosferatu Zod. <laughs> we have to have him. They started with that. It's just when they were when they're doing the storyboard for this for this movie, they just put up a, a white piece of paper on the board, no pictures, nothing. It just said Nosferatu Zod. And the director was just like thoughts. <laughs> that's how he pitched it like, i mean i guess we could throw it in the middle of a story just that doesn't connect to anything really yeah well the only thing it does the only thing it does is uh tip it tips griffith's hand to uh guts because mm-hmm. the monster is kicking their asses all over the place and then he sees that griffith is wearing you know the title of the movie. He's he's wearing the the egg of the king around his neck, and then Nosferatu Zod. Yeah, it's a like talisman that he wears around his neck, and it's the wearer is going to become a king. That's what we know. Not explained. And, doesn't need yeah, to be. Yeah, and Nosferatu Zod sees it as he's like about to kill Griffith, and he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't kill this guy." And then he turns to guts, and he's like. You shouldn't trust your friend, and then he then he disappears. He's gone. Yeah, he just jumps out of the out of the castle and like <laughs> out of the top away. of the castle. <laughs> yeah, not like he, they're underground, and he books it. And it's not like he's running away. He's just like, all right, I guess I'm done now. 
and if I remember correctly, that's really the first like fantasy element in this entire story, uh, at least for this first movie, because everything else was pretty much grounded. Yeah, um, no, the, everything is, is fairly grounded. Yeah, yeah. There the, are the, like, I think that's the only thing, other than like the prophecy, but that you know there were prophecies. Yeah, the prophecy, the and then there's, like, <laughs> there's there's like weird dream sequences and flashbacks, but like those are obviously you know they're dream sequences yeah, and flashbacks so people have memories yeah exactly it's just like, <laughs> hey, whatever those there's can be weird stuff in that but this is the first real time real world monster actual like monster that's going on so that's when it the, the story starts taking a shift in a different direction I think. Mm-hmm. yeah it, but maybe i can't speak for it you can tell me if i'm right or wrong or don't but uh maybe <laughs> it, it was just like uh it wanted to do that to kind of get you ready for what's about to happen in the next couple movies. It's yeah, like sprinkle, it's about to get much it weirder. It's gonna get a lot weirder, guys. Here's a little taste. Yeah, just so you, yeah, just, <laughs> just sprinkle in a little bit as you go to get people like hooked in. Because other than that, it's just this, it's just a random fantasy, a random like medieval drama. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say it would be like Game of Thrones without the dragons, but like you know what I mean. No, it's it's not that level. It's not like houses versus. Well, I guess it is, but you don't it, really care it about is, the It houses. doesn't get that in depth, but that's what <laughs> I mean. Like it's like you know how like Game of Thrones is very, is very based in real realism and politics, but then also there's dragons and magic and ice zombies and all that stuff. So, it just it just is a slow trickle in. Mm-hmm. Um, just dipping that your may toe. or may not pay off. Yeah, may or may not pay off in the later in the later two movies. Um, I guess I guess only Tiege knows since um, I think Tiege, I think Tiege is the only one that's seen this movie. I, the only uh, one that has copies of them. They're on Netflix, yeah. by the way, for anyone who wants to, to watch them. <laughs> know how much longer they'll be on Netflix. But they are on Netflix. Um, uh, now I did want to touch on the the voice acting a, a little bit too. I, I think it was really good. Um, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's the same voice cast from the original show. It's most mm-hmm. of the same crew from the original show. So if you are also a fan of the original Berserk show. I've never seen it, but I believe, if you're a fan, I, I think it's from 1997 or something. It's yeah. not bad. It's it's the same storyline, honestly, with a little bit extra. Um, will, by a little want, bit, I'm sure you mean it. a lot of it. There, there's a, a. So, like I said, this is a prequel, um, but this is a prequel that happens in between. Like, so the story's already going in the future of these events. Yeah. And then this is the next, like, then he were, you know, they remember back of like, okay, this is how things started. So the show actually starts there rather than starting here. If I gotcha. remember correctly. So like uh, at the end of the third one should be the beginning of the show kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. And no, because if like, if you were to, if you were to watch all of this and then like, oh, I want to see how it continues. And then you watch the, the 96 or 97 <laughs> anime, you're getting like, 10 minutes of new content maybe and then basically the the rest of this movie rehashed in a in an old anime style oh okay but it's not bad i mean it's a it's it's a it's a very good anime the the movie definitely had the feel i mean so it's the same crew it mm-hmm. seemed like it was the same team that made it uh the movies as it made the shows back in the 90s and the movie definitely had the feeling of like there were chapters, you know, like there yeah. were um, different episodes and they were sewn together into a film almost. 
Yeah, they they let they they cut out a lot, um, which is okay. If if they left in everything, which is something I want to uh, I, I want to touch on next, is a lot of a lot of animated movies um, are adaptations of comic books, books, or you know, or, or manga or anything like that. And a lot of people when they're when they're watching adaptations, they go. Why did they why did they leave this out? Why didn't they put all this stuff that I liked from the comic or from the book in? Well, I mean, the obvious answer, or at least the answer that should be obvious, is that because otherwise it would be like a 30-hour movie. Yeah. And you no, no one's gonna watch that. You have to cut a lot of stuff to make it palpable. Well, well not that's what they did here. Yeah. You're talking about things that have been being published for for decades. <laughs> yeah. And and I think an adaptation, I mean, I, I, I'll flip-flop on this depending on the adaptation, per se, <laughs> but I, I'll admit, you know, I'm a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> I'm the first to say it. <laughs> I'm the first to say it. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a terrible human being. I'm garbage. Um, I don't think an adaptation should be a note-for-note -note rehash of another piece of media um, because I think that's doing the original a disservice because books, or at least good books, weren't written to be movie screenplays. You know what I mean? Um, by, by writing a book word for word into a movie, a lot of times it's going to come off as boring because half the fun of reading a book, in my opinion, is you know, you be able, being able to use your imagination and having, you know, that, that movie inside your own head of how things are going. Yeah. And you digest it like internally, you know, yeah. Yeah. A, a movie is, I mean, unless it's like a fantastic movie, you're usually like done with once you're done with the movie books. Yeah. You, you've sunk, you've sunk, you've sunk many hours into reading this book. You, you've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> And it, it's it's one of those situations where if this is a uh, a piece of media that has never had an adaptation and it's only a book, everyone's going to have a different mental image of the scenery, uh, of the characters in it. You know what I mean? We How I perceive this character to look, even if it has a description, is going to be vastly different than how someone else does it. And then when you have an adaptation, whoever that, you know, whoever actor portrays that, that becomes the standard, even if it's a bad adaptation. Now, every time you're, you know, someone were to Google this series and look at the act and look up, you know, a specific character, that's who they're going to see. And then their interpretation is colored by that. Um, so it, it, I think it robs people of being able to, you know, make those, make those decisions on their own of what do I think this character looks like? And that, that's Definitely. the best part of books for me. Yeah, I, I think uh, instead of like recreating or rehashing or whatever, it's a, it's really reimagining. It's a it's mm -hmm. a reimagining. Which is, I, I think the there's a currently an adaptation that just uh, finished recently the the Wheel of Time series. I read those books. Not, it does not follow the books very closely, which I think is a very good thing because. It keeps me engaged because if it was literally just everything that's happening from the books, I would just know what's going to happen and I would be bored. That, that is, uh, there's no mystery. 
That's something that definitely happened with Game of Thrones until obviously they couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, it was, uh, the show was like pretty note for note on following the books. Yeah. But it, it, it had that, it had that air of mystery though, because even if it, even if it had stayed note for note all the way up, we, I still don't know how Game of Thrones is going to end. And we never will because we all just don't want to admit that George R. R. Martin is never releasing the second to last book let alone the last book the last book the last book's definitely gonna be ghost written yeah i, I no don't even think no i don't even i think they're just gonna get over it they're just like oh, whatever <laughs> the I'm, ending. Doing, I'm doing video games in japan now <laughs> buy elden ring on xbox series x you know what i mean yeah um just so you know we will be continuing the berserk film trilogy we'll give this it some is, time this is not the end another time we will be getting into the second film I, i'll tell you right now there's a sequel anime you don't need to watch it um because it, it it ends on a cliffhanger and all the things you hated about the animation in this movie now just think of how much it gets worse when they have the budget of a, of a you know an episodic anime yeah, it just it just starts looking straight up like Code Lyoko. Oh my god, that's wild that you said that because I was thinking I was like, what could we compare this to? Because there's really good 3D animation, um, like I guess kind of uh, Avatar. Yeah, um, yeah, Avatar, and, then, and you know, and if we're if we want to stick to the category of 3D animation, there's really good 3D animation. Anything picks up most dreamworks you know illumination and all that good mm -hmm. junk um but and then there's things like yeah and there's things like code lyoko which i think it's on purpose you know that's the art style but it's an exhausting lot of, art style is, there's a lot of people that are being like what the fuck is code lyoko and i'm gonna tell you right now you don't need to look it up no all one of our fan you don't need to look up code kyle's mom you don't need to look up Code Lyoko. But you can if you want. because mocking, it, Listen, look, look at me mocking Jay Hart. You don't need to look up Code Lyoko. <laughs> She's going to look it up. <laughs> okay. So that, that's it for this week. Um, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.